Hello and welcome to Where the Living Room Used to Be, a podcast about Rhode Island's music scene. Hey everyone, it's James. On this bonus episode, Gail Greenwood passes along a bass playing technique that she learned from record producer Glenn Johns uh, that he originally learned from Bill Lyman of the Rolling Stones, uh, which I have to say is pretty cool. And she also shares an often overlooked way to interact in the world. Uh, So as always, I hope you enjoy the episode. And if you do, please leave a rating or review wherever you're listening right now. Uh, It really helps a lot and would be super appreciated. Thanks. Well, Gail, um, you have so many people that have been around you and in such an incredible career. Uh, I wanted to, like, I'm curious to know if there was a, a mentor or uh, other bandmate or someone kind of around you that shared a piece of advice that resonated with you that you would like to pass along. I do. I want to say, because I've been recording some bass and it's really been at the forefront of my mind, that one of the best pieces of advice on bass playing I got was from Glenn Johns when Belly was recording in at Compass Point in the Bahamas. And just, he came up to me and he said, why me? We'll just hit the string like a feather. And I'm like, why me? And I'm like, he's talking about Bill Wyman from the Rolling Stones. And I'm like, "He, he who has recorded him and he told me that he wouldn't really strike the string that hard, that he would hit it like a feather. And that has always struck with me because live, you you know, you're slamming on your strings. But when yeah. you record, so I'm actually doing some bass this week. And I'm just like, it really has stuck with me 20 years later. And I just go, why me? Would hit it like a feather. <laughs> so I would say that's probably the best bit of actual practical technical advice I've ever gotten. Yeah. Came from just kind of give you like cleaner sounds, I'm assuming. Then, cleaner just... sound, not weird overtones, not striking yep. the string too hard. Um, so, yeah. So I think the biggest, it just it makes the playing cleaner. And yep. just because I've been soloing out my bass and there's just like so many overtones and just like really just like, and fretting gently too, like not squeezing the life out of, Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. I would say that's the best bit of technical advice that I got. Yeah. Um, You know, next question I have is that you know you've uh, toured the world and played in just iconic bands um, and recorded and and done so many things with with music. Um, Is there a piece of advice from your own experience that you would share with someone? Oh, for somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like what you've learned over this time. I, I would say just um, be nice to the crew, wherever your own crew, you know, obviously. And the local crew, when you go, when you roll into town and you go to a club, like I always make it a point to introduce myself to everybody who works in the venue. Um, 
you, you know, merch people, bartender, definitely a uh-huh. sound man and, and a monitor guy. Um, and just, you, first of all, they also have great tips on where great local places to go is, but it just like, it sets a good example for your band too. And you're not rolling through town like some asshole that's just going to take off and doesn't really care about them. And you're just using them for their venue. That mm-hmm. That is my bit of advice is just really try to be nice to the crew. Because they're mm-hmm. the unsung heroes. They're not up on stage getting the accolades or getting paid the amount that you might be getting paid, but they're 100% making it happen for you. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And I always make it, I always make it a, a point to get their names too and remember their names. Mm-hmm. And that probably comes from my dad because he was a salesman. He sold paper before he was a graphic designer and he was so great about names and he just knows that using someone's name is really important. It really, really helps. And um, so I would say just be nice, be nice to your crew, your driver, your bus drivers. Um, You know, I became best friends with our driver, one of our drivers um, that drove our bus um, for a couple of years. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I just would sit up front with him and, I'd really usually want to hang out with the crew in venues more so than the other bands that we were touring with. <laughs> really? Especially if there were ego problems. It's just like, uh, uh well, oh, like some of the, here. some of the larger bands, they just, it was uh, like tough to connect with them or they were just. Yeah, some of the bands I have to say though, actually, believe it or not, REM. Well, you probably could believe it. They were just the greatest guys. Yeah, Each one of them was just a sweetheart yeah. and they're, Oh yeah, really down to earth and nothing bad nothing bad to say about them. Really the way you think they are, that's how they are. Yeah. Uh and and you too as well. You too was nice. They were actually really very gentlemanly. I think when you get to that stage, you're just like you're a professional, right? You know, and yeah. you're just like doing your job and you know, it's usually like the younger up and coming bands that have a, an attitude that might need to be slapped down a little bit. But you know what? <laughs> they have every right to be excited and cocky too you know yeah i mean we did some shows with the um oasis and we just have some of the funniest stories about um liam and noel fighting and asking (laughs) us tonya gail who's more important me or liam and it's like (laughs) fighting over a man united scarf or whatever (laughs) whatever. i forget what soccer team they're into but like but you know what though they're hilarious too. Like, and that just adds to the color and the fabric of your, you know, your history and music. And so I wouldn't trade those days for anything either. I mean, really like knock down, drag them out fights. So you would just, you know, chairs over each other's heads. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, I've know? just heard stories and it seems almost kind of like caricature, but like <laughs> it hearing really it, like, no, it's like, that's real. That's like yeah. what it's like on a, you know, Friday night on the road with them or whatever. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. They really are like that. They are definitely, wow. they definitely live up to the hype, <laughs> but a great band though. So great. Really great. I know who else was a great band was um, Marilyn Manson who L7 toured with. Um, super great people like believe it or not like just like you know Zimzum was the sweetest guy he was the guitar player um Twiggy was the bass player I mean just like the greatest guys but you know their shtick they had their shtick that they had to stick with you know and uh they were a great band to listen to every night too like I just would sit side stage and I would just watch them every night they were so powerful yeah so great yeah yeah engaging show so yeah definitely an engaging show yeah. And I mean, this, 
uh, next question could be musically or it could just be generally like with it, with your life, but what would you say inspires you? Oh, let me see. What does inspire me? I think kindness inspires me. Just mm -hmm. people that are kind and it warms your heart and it makes you think like anything is possible. Just like, and the friends that are in my life and in your life too, I'm sure are just people that are empathetic and, mm -hmm. and kind and, um, Mostly people that love animals, <laughs> I yeah, have to say. Yeah. I just am like, um, but I but I think, but musically, um, I think it, it, what inspires me musically is like hearing a great band. Like if I hear another great band, it's just like, God damn, I wish I wrote that. Or you hear something and it sort of spins off and you can kind of hear something like harmonic coming out of that song and it inspires you to write something else. Like yeah. I'm, I, one of the bands I'm in is a cover band. It's called Band of Their Own. And we learn covers. And I'm the bass player in that band. And I just, um, when I'm working and I'm learning a cover, I get so many ideas for writing another original song. Uh -huh. it, like things spin out of that. Like I'll be adding yeah. a weird harmony that's not in that song. And that'll turn into a riff that I will turn into like an, an, another song. Yeah. But, but I would say, yeah, kindness is the, is the most inspirational thing in, in my life and empathy for seniors, people who are empathetic to seniors. and Yeah. Well, that's perfect. Thank you again, Gail. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, James. Thanks so much for listening. Belly has done quite a few television performances over the years on shows such as The Late Show with David Letterman, Late Night with Conan O'Brien, and The Jon Stewart Show. So I wanted to include a song from one of these performances uh, to kind of share this part of their career. This is from June of 1995 on The John Stewart Show, and I'll let him do the introduction for you. Enjoy. Are you prepared for a little music, my friends? Yeah! Would you enjoy a musical treat, perhaps a tribute? You've seen my next guest on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. You hear him on the radio, you see him on the TV performing Red from their album King. Please welcome Belly.
Chris. Hey, 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 hey. Watch out. Belly, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back.